Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Claire O'Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Recently, I just got back from a trip in Palm Cove, Cairns, which was lovely. I flew up to present at a conference by my friend Stacey Morgan. You can find more about her at Simply Stacey Morgan and her conference was the Simply Business Summit. I spoke all about all things social media and I had an absolute blast presenting to her attendees and it was so, so awesome to also be inspired by other guest speakers and other attendees at the event but mostly I was so excited to catch up with my wonderful business bestie Jen Dalton from Dance Teacher Central. So while we were staying up north I turned on my laptop and we recorded a couple of episodes for you guys all about a heap of different topics really from my process of taking over my studio um, and how Jen also thinks that you can create a million dollar dance studio which hint she has done which is very very exciting so if you want to check those out we are going to be sharing those over the next few weeks there's an interview that I recorded of Jen one that she recorded of me and a couple that we did together so I hope that you find these super super interesting Uh, we'll also be releasing the videos on our socials but we are releasing obviously in the audio format for our podcast listeners. Now, we didn't have our microphones with us, so I will give you warning that the audio isn't as crisp and clear as it usually is, but it's still really good. It's not crackly or muffled or anything. It's just not as like perfect as normal. I'm not well, not perfect, but it's not as clear. I'll put it that way. I hope you guys are having a great day and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's jump straight in. <laughs> Hello everyone, it is Jen here from Dance Studio Empire and I'm super excited today because I have my first guest on the show, my beautiful friend Claire O'Shea. Would you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Hi everybody, Uh, my name is Claire O'Shea. I am also a podcast host uh, from the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Uh, I have multiple dance studios now. And I coach other dance studio owners to make their business more effective and efficient and grow their dance studio. Uh, And that's sort of how Jen and I met many years ago now. It is. So Claire and I met at a business conference or a dance studio owner conference probably 10 years ago. No, no, it wasn't 10 because that's when I started. It would have been like maybe eight. Eight. I reckon. Again, we're not very good with the dates. No, we're not. Um, But she has become a pivotal part of my life, my growth, part of my business. Um, I feel like she's almost part of my family and a very big contribution to where I feel I am today. And I'm also very grateful for her and her input. And so I think she's actually a gun with so many things, including social media, which 
is not my strong point. And so this is where we complement each other beautifully. And I thought maybe you could do some, you know, let people know what's happening, yep. how to do it. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. I love social media. I don't know if I like kind of the day-to-day of it because I think, like, I know I have, like, an addictive personality. So, like, I can find myself just, like, scrolling through reels at an ungodly hour where I should just be sleeping. (laughs) Um, But I think what I most love about social media is the power it has to get more eyes on your business and so our dance studios as a result and the the real effect that that can have on our bottom line. Um, So Jen and I, if you haven't listened, I think we probably would have already shared a previous podcast about – um, we were together at a conference and we we're in camps together at the moment, which is very exciting. Yep. Um, and at that conference, I presented about social media and I touched on, you know, what's trending right now, why we need to do it. And I think that like a big thing I hear from studio owners and you probably hear about it too, is just sort of like, this kind of like, ugh, like you just sort of over doing it. Like, why do we have to keep doing it? It's not like back in the day where you could do a, um, newspaper ad and then you were done yeah I think too for a lot of people myself included mm. it's not something that I know mm. it's not something that I've grown up with it feels it's new it's hard it's time consuming and for someone uh, studio owners who have mm. so much on their plate it mm. just feels like it's another thing and oh it is especially just the whole creative side of it because mm. we're all we're always creative in all the different areas of our mm. business and so it's a new thing so yeah the younger generation, maybe it's just it's part of their language. Maybe. But for some who have been around a little bit longer, maybe <laughs> like myself, um, it is really new. And so I, I know the importance of it. Mm. Um, but can you tell us why you think it's so important? Yeah, and I guess we can also touch on today in a couple of strategies to just really get the most out of whatever time that you have on social media versus yeah. like thinking you have to spend hours a day. So – just touching on what you said, though, about, you know, it's not something that sort of came naturally to you, potentially other people as well. I'm 30, so I'm a little bit younger than you, mm-hmm. but Facebook still wasn't a thing until I was in my last year of school. So yeah, it's right. not something I really – I didn't grow up with Instagram and Facebook. It was introduced when I was a young age, um, but it – like. I really – there was only Facebook around for, like, two years before I started my business. So yeah, okay. I started my studio at 19, but – so I've had my studio now for 10-ish years. Yeah. I could see straight away at the start the impact that this was going to have. I had to do less groundwork. I didn't have to walk the streets and hand out flyers. I didn't have to um, spend all of this money on face uh, – sorry, on newspaper ads – and granted, at the time, you you got the most incredible reach on Facebook. If you had 100 followers, you had 100 people seeing your post, where we know that that's not the case these uh, days. And you know what? That's fair enough. Facebook's a business. Yep. Um, but it is something that I think you know we can try our best to stay up to date with. And then ideally, if it's something that you hate um, – not hate, probably – well, maybe hate – um, and you're not feeling very confident with it, you're not feeling like you're able to get on top of it, and it's just something that's draining you, a big goal for you might be to start to outsource that first. Yep, yep. And I, but I know a lot of people, 
you know, it, it costs money to outsource. It does. So is there any ways you can do that, you know, on a budget or... Definitely. So I, like when I first started doing that, I did a lot of like the content creation element by myself. So I still would record the videos. I would take the photos. I might even like write the caption or at least a bit of an idea of what I wanted to, but I would put it sort of all in a folder or on a doc. And then I would have a virtual assistant schedule it all because I found that to be the really tedious, boring part. So mm-hmm. They took over that. It didn't take them very long, but it's just something I could get rid of. Um, and we're in Australia, um, so wages are quite high, you know, and which is fine. That's just what we have to do. But a virtual assistant, I was spending anywhere, you know, and again, there's some ethical issues, I think, but, you know, between 8 and $15 an hour. But this was someone that was, like, not extremely skilled, potentially new to the VA, yep. you know, thing and there's a lot of uh websites and stuff out there that you can find someone you know like fiverr or there's like virtual specific virtual assistant websites that you could do that would be a way to start on a budget another way i suggest to people is like is there a way you can barter like do you have a marketing person or a copywriting person in your studio as a parent and whilst you know it might seem like a lot, like you might be able to negotiate a couple of classes for X amount of hours yeah. work a week. And it's so worth it if you're, it's going to take off, you know, it might take them two hours, but it might save you 12 hours. It's just because that's what they're skilled in. So I don't, I think bartering and, and you're not necessarily like, Hey, but like, it's just something that can happen organically. Like I, for instance, have a family who came to me and they were just like, you know, we're just having some financial issues. And so they, I, we, we, it just happened that week, our cleaner quit. And so I was like, look, you know, this is, I hope this doesn't offend you, but we're looking like, is that something you'd be interested in? I'm happy to pay you a standard hourly rate in, mm-hmm. in sort of a trade-off for yeah. classes. And they were like, fabulous. Yeah. So, well, I've done that several times mm. throughout the years as well. What about senior students? Have you ever engaged any of your older dancers who love it and, I haven't, but that's not to say it's not a good idea. I would just be very um, cautious and set parameters. So it might be, you know, and like any new staff member that you're giving access to your social media, it is very forward facing. And so you want to be really sure that you can trust the type of content that they're posting and that they're not accidentally out drinking on a Friday night and posting stories to yours instead of theirs. So, you know, if you're going to do that, I would say, absolutely. You might have someone who's really mature, who's really keen, wants to learn. Um, And again, could be a trade-off, could be a traineeship, but you just start slow, you know? So can you show me how, what posts you would create this week? Yeah. Okay. Now you can schedule it through the software. Okay. Now you can have access to X and kind of really start and kind of nurture that relationship like you would with a, uh, an adult staff member anyway. Um, and then sort of what I have started, what I then led to do was, you know, I found a teacher who really wanted to do just a couple of extra hours a week. And then it just slowly grew. I could, you know, we were seeing the results of the consistency and the hard work that she was putting into the socials in the numbers of the business. And so I was then able to give her a few more hours. And then yeah. now she works full time in the business as a marketing manager slash hip-hop teacher yes yeah well that's brilliant yeah and we have similar as well so yeah 
one of our, our senior teachers also does our social media. Exactly. And, yeah, and it's it's good because it, it does give another uh, take on mm. someone else's view or yeah. ideas or creativity. So, you know, I do find that very helpful as well. And we get other people, other teachers to contribute yes, different things Yes, definitely, as well. I was going to say. But I was going to say, the teacher that's posting already has this natural insight into the way that you run your studio and your business. And that's not to say that getting an outsider and by an outsider, I mean like, you know, a, a, a local company or that's their profession to do it. It just might take a little bit more to kind of feel like they are speaking the way that you would normally speak in your business. Yes. So it yes. does, you know, have some benefits. So I, probably one of the big things for me is how fast it changes mm. and the trends and trying to keep up, um, I personally find that quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Could you let us know what's trending at the moment and how you stay on top of it and how you measure that as well? Yeah, definitely. So I guess the first, I'll, there's a few quest parts of that question. So I'll just say, how do I stay on top of it? Honest answer is sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I still miss something and I'm like, oh, bother. But what I try and do is join a couple of newsletters or Facebook groups that are industry specific with social media and know that they will keep me up to date. Um, The creator of Instagram goes live about once a week, once a fortnight, whenever there's something new. So whenever I just turn my notifications on for him as well, um, I don't, I'm not the creator. I think he's just like the CEO. CEO. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes live and talks about, X, Y, Z. And sometimes I don't even listen, but the title of the live video makes me go, okay, well, I need to look that up in the next day or so. Yeah. Um, so I would just say, you know, join a mailing list or two um, and potentially, they, you know, follow a couple of social media experts just to kind of give, you, give yourself the heads up that it's happening. Or again, if you're hiring someone in your business, you should and could be able to expect them to stay up to date and you might just have a conversation with them. Like my social um, media manager, who's my marketing manager, often she will tell me, oh, like, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And I'm like, oh, cool. No, like that's really great because again, I don't have to be as on top of it anymore. But then sometimes like I'll be just, you know, researching, reading and I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't seen this and I'll share it with her. And she's like, oh, cool. Like I haven't seen that either. Yeah. So you do kind of have to be on top of it, but I guess at the end of the day, if you miss it a little bit, like you you will figure it out. And I think that touches on our next point because you'll start to see something missing in your results. And that often is a red flag that you've missed something mm-hmm. and maybe need to make a pivot or a change in your strategy. Okay. Yeah. That's And that's a really valid point. And it sort of leads to my next question of – is there a specific audience that you're targeting when you create your content for your studio? Are you talking to the parents? Are you trying to, yes. Is your goal? Yes. <laughs> trying to get, you know, yeah. new students. What, how do you focus your strategy? So I guess the tricky thing is in our industry and in our studios is that we do have kind of a split target. Because we have the parents that pay for the classes, that drive them to the classes, that pick the classes. And then we have the other little customers that attend that we want to create that community with and we want them to feel connected to our studios. So we do have this split demo, like sort of like reach that we have to do where it would be different 
for like us in our coaching businesses, I'm just talking to studio owners. Yes. Not them and their children. Yeah. So I can, I can really target that. So all that you need to do is that when you're doing your content planning, you just need to think about content as in buckets. So, you know, there will be a group of posts that go out that you're targeting to the students. So it might be stretching techniques. It might be reminding them that a, a certain event's coming up, um, showing photos or improvements, which their parents like to see anyway, yeah, but sure. it makes them feel good. And then we're reaching out to the parents about the other benefits of dance. You know, yes, we want them to be flexy and bendy and have this good technique, but what other things is it teaching them? The confidence, all, all of those values that come into your studio, you should really amplify them. And then we're also talking about our products and services in general yeah. for the potential new client who's coming across us. So we have to kind of think about that as well. But I would say look at your content in different buckets or different columns mm -hmm. and create and plan within that and then just kind of mix it up, you know, one from each every day or every second day depending like if you're going from posting once a month posting every three days it's a massive improvement yes on that yeah. but if you're yeah. posting every week you know posting every two days might be uh, an improvement and the more consistent you are and the more you post you are going to see benefits as a result but it is more effort more time or more money there really yeah. is the trade-off yeah and I know for you you have separate accounts for different yes your, your babies yes your preschoolers have their own page yes and then your main school has their yes. own page do you feel that that's beneficial and is it or is it too much to manage if that's not your first priority um so I would say my first recommendation is don't do it unless you have someone helping you. Just have one for now. Yeah. Just do the one and do it well. And, you know, you could show kind of your different levels and age groups and branding. Why we split it is, again, my in my opinion, and you, you might disagree, the, the parent of a preschooler, I'm talking to them in a much different way than I'm talking to the parent of a primary school or a senior uh, child. Yes. In my opinion. I also had different goals with my business and those businesses separately. So I wanted to take my preschool program into, you know, childcare centers and being out a little bit more where um, Dance Energy, the, you know, the, the, the big school, we have more um, physical premises and then we do a couple of schools. So I had different goals. So for me, the best way to control that and explore that and kind of, niche the branding was to have split accounts and I kind of um reasoned it that I was already going to be creating content for them both anyhow but yeah. and I'm just sharing them in different ways and you um, vibe off it and I do yeah and so and that's a big thing for us and you know but I might change and that if the algorithm changes again it might eventually it might not be worth it yeah. Um, and that's something that you need to reevaluate again, checking in with your metrics, checking in with your team. It, and you, you're not going to ever get, I guess, a specific return on investment financially per hour with your social media managers and stuff. But you'll, you'll be able to see overall if there's like a growth factor. Yeah. Um, I think in a way you can because I know for me, for any new business I'm you know, oh, you're buying – yeah, I will. First thing I do, or if a new teacher sends me their resume, the first, first thing, thing I, I do. do is I jump straight onto social media and yeah. 
have a look at the photos and get a feel for their mm. lifestyle and you know they're choosing to portray what they want and you mm. know, and then Whether it's it clearly up to me it's mm. like okay should I bring this teacher in for mm. a, an interview or not and mm. I'm sure parents particularly of young um, young kids now mm. would do that all the time preschool I, swimming lessons gymnastics mm. and always so you know if you're offering that surely that would be a benefit to your parents Mm. um, getting that feel to know what they're getting I think so definitely but again it's only beneficial if you can maintain it so don't start it if it's not something you can keep up with yeah true that's sort of at the end of the day if you already feel like you're at capacity adding another social channel is just going to be silly yeah yeah and it goes back to get Get your ducks in a line mm. first before mm. you can grow. Mm. Well, I guess then we should probably talk about what's trending right now. Yes. So we're talking July 2022. Oh, my so God, next week, Next week's probably going to be different. But yes. for today, what's happening? Where should we be focusing our time and attention? Reels and video content. It's basically what Facebook and Instagram want. And, again, if you're on TikTok, that is huge video content. Um, one thing is that... The cross-posting between TikTok and Instagram is not where it's at. You know, they're smart enough to see um, if you're posting to both and you will be penalised as a result, um, which is annoying. But it makes sense if you think it really practically. Like each of those platforms – they want people to stay on their platforms, so they want the content to be fresh and new and engaging and exciting. And if we are kind of cheapening that experience by sharing the same thing across everything, people are likely to flick pie and so they're not able to advertise to those people as much at the end of the day. That's sort of what yeah. the whole shtick is. So if you can create new content on all of those platforms well fabulous but if you can't again you might your strategy might be like one post a week on one or you might just focus on tiktok uh, or instagram wherever you think your people are hanging out the most Mm -hmm. so if you're not sure i would just say ask like ask your parents and your students where are you hanging out tiktok instagram whatever um but basically at in general across the board video content is doing so much better than like still photos right now so i think it's just about switching the way that we are planning our content so instead of like with just if you're listening this is an audio medium jen and i are sitting on a couch now um and instead of us just taking like a photo and being like cheese look at us recording our podcast I would take a little video potentially of the scene that we're in and post that as a reel. It might be five seconds long, yeah, but that is going to get more organic reach than a photo in most cases. Some cases, a photo is still going to do really well and it's good to kind of mix it up um, because you probably already have some gorgeous photos that you can use. But it's just about switching kind of the way we're thinking about video content um, and the strategy behind it. And so do you have any points for studio owners who might be unsure exactly what type of content to put on a video? Like is there five main things that they could do? Three? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I was like I've never added it up. But I guess a couple of things is that um, like reels and 
uh, TikTok and all of those, the organic kind of behind the scenes content is doing really well at the moment. Mm-hmm. So when uh, when Reels first came around, there was a lot of like, you know, the pointing, like I did it, like oh, look at all the three things that you can do. Like, and again, there's nothing wrong with it, um, but it, people are just sort of going away from that now. So yeah. it's a lot more like, you know, come with me um, on a day as a dance studio owner. You know, little yeah. clips from your day, having your coffee, on your laptop, teaching your classes, talking with a parent, rocking your baby to sleep, eating your dinner, like whatever. People like to see behind the scenes of business owners and particularly in maybe industries where, um, you know, they don't have that insight. So it's exciting. For yeah. us, it's like, oh, it's another day. But for someone else, they're like, look at how cool. They yeah. get to go to all these different places. Look how varied their day is. Yeah. To some people, like, it's really, really exciting. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but other than that, one thing I always tell studio owners and something that people often shy away from is getting your face there, whether that be talking to camera, if you're feeling confident to do that, you know, sharing what's coming up at the studio, the benefits of going to dance, like kind of telling parents how clever they were for picking you. Yeah. Um, or again, if that's not something you feel confident with yet, it could be having your face again and like in just in the studio, like waving, and then you might have some text over it. Yeah. Until you feel confident to go live or to do a recording, basically. And that's, yeah, and that really is common sense. Mm. And I think if you, you know, for me myself, I if I'm in bed and I'm scrolling through, I love stories myself mm. and I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm watching people like make dinner. And oh, I, I love it. Yeah. So where I think my life's so boring and no one would want to see what I'm doing, um, I know for myself, you know, I love watching what other people are doing. Mm. Maybe that's weird. I don't no, know. I think it's human nature. Like we just like to, and also we like to see things through to the end. Yeah. So if you start okay. watching someone like cop, ch- chopping up a carrot, you're like, <laughs> what are they going to do with that carrot? Mm. I better check. Like, are they going to saute it? Are they going to eat it raw? Like, you just, you want to yeah. know. It's like curiosity. And the yeah. same thing can be applied in our businesses. And it's building trust, isn't it? Absolutely. And connection, which as dance studio owners and teachers, that's, pivotal. that's exactly what we, we're doing. We, we want them to trust us and, you know, be confident that they're going to send their child and they're going to be safe and happy. So Yeah, definitely. And I think just... To wrap that up, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes people feel like they're wasting, in quote marks, all this time on social media. And obviously there is times when you're just scrolling, you're not actually being efficient. So like review that. But it is the way that we are moving in society. You have to kind of be on social media to be relevant and to be in the game, I guess. Yeah. Um, And so... You know, being across the trends and things, it's important. So you're not wasting your time creating really long copy when that's sort of not the trend anymore. So I know some people are like, I just, I just can't. I'm so over it. But like, you just have to. You just have to. It's yeah. just really important. Or again, to build yourself up to a point where you have the means to hire someone else to care about it. Mm. Yeah. Or be okay with not growing. Yeah, or so if you're you just like if you if you but if you're happy with your like say you have fifty or a hundred kids and that's what you want, that's your capacity, you do not have to be on socials then. Yeah. You might just want to post, you know, once a week, once a fortnight for that connection piece and to, for the parents to feel like somewhat across or engaged or reminded about what you're doing. 
But yeah, but it's just, there's, again, there's a different strategy. So really coming back to, you know, why it is you're doing what you're doing and what the intention is behind it and then move forward from there. Yeah, that's brilliant. Mm. You are brilliant. You're a gun, I tell you. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I'm very honoured to be oh, your first, first guest. Thank you. Um, where can people find you? Uh, again, you can listen to my podcast, the Sunday Dance Studio Coaching Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching. Fantastic. Well, it's worth it, I can tell you, because <laughs> and her branding is amazing. So definitely jump on, follow Claire if you don't already. And I thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you next week on the Dance Studio Empire podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.